1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is BELIEVE.
2: Welcome in to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. If you want to drop me a line, a comment, or a pick or a parlay i'm always open to your suggestions if they're good ones uh we've got a great show lined up today we've got premier league picks uh some soccer talk and college basketball we're talking the big one kansas and baylor that showdown in the big 12 that also has big implications when it comes to the ncaa tournament will both of those teams uh get number one seeds or uh baylor obviously on course to get one of those number one seeds but will kansas Uh, Can they get a little revenge and beat Baylor in this one? Also talking NBA rapid fire, where we go down the line with a bunch of games and hopefully give you a bunch of winners. We've got a lot going on uh, when it comes to college basketball and NBA. NBA, of course, uh, coming off All-Star Weekend. It's officially the second half of the season. Which teams are for real? which teams are pretenders and which teams are too hurt to contend uh the big news today of course is kyrie irving out for the remainder of the season uh he will have surgery so tough news for the brooklyn nets even though uh it might be a good thing because they'll probably get a better draft pick uh if we're being completely honest because i mean they didn't have kevin durant either so it's not like the season they were really going to contend uh we're talking Uh, Gambling implications of that. Some injuries. uh, Damian Lillard out for the Trailblazers. We're talking uh, some Blazers when we talk our picks. And, of course, we're starting off, kicking off the show, I should say, with some Premier League picks. Uh, (laughs) Me and my husband put some money on Liverpool uh, over the weekend, and they lost. So... Nick, your team let me down, 1-0 uh, against Madrid, even though that's a good team. Uh, we're talking soccer after the break on Picks and Parlays. Stick with us. We're back in a little bit. Two Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube if you want to catch us there. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find on all of your favorite social media platforms. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. My handle's just my name, at Chelsea Messenger, if you want to drop me a line. Uh, Let's start the show with a little soccer. We've got Al Ninos joining us to talk EPL soccer. Hello, Al, how are you doing?
3: Good, how are you, Chelsea?
2: (laughs) You sound really thrilled to be talking to me. So I guess we'll dive right in uh, to our soccer games. Uh, let's start with Chelsea and Tottenham. Uh, Chelsea coming off a loss to Manchester United, one nothing. Uh, who do you like in this one?
3: Well, I think this is going to be a very close matchup. Uh, Chelsea's been uh, Chelsea's been in slightly better form. Uh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, that Tottenham's, Tottenham's been a, been better form, but uh, Chelsea will be at home. And I think they'll manage to keep it close at home. We're getting a huge price on the draw here at plus 298. And I see this one being close, so I'm taking 298. If I had to pick a side, I would go Chelsea. But again, uh, I'd go, sorry, Tottenham. But my pick's definitely the draw. Uh,
2: I know Nick likes to pick a lot of draws in a lot of these games just because of the value. Um why do you see this going to a draw?
3: Well, as I said, the, sorry, I kind of uh, shuffled that up a bit. But uh, Tottenham has been in better form. So, again, if they were at home, I might lean more on Tottenham here. But I think that being at a, a home, Chelsea, uh, that home field advantage really uh, is pretty big here. And uh, I think that uh, keeps them in the game. And, again, so see that big value there on the draw and I uh, can't pass it up here. <laughs>
2: Right, I just it's think it's a very evenly match. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the draw is always good value. Uh, let's move on to Crystal Palace and Newcastle. Uh, the draw is plus 234 in this one. What's the play?
3: Um, uh, again, so I see uh, two evenly matched teams. Crystal Palace ranked 14th. Newcastle's ranked uh, 13th. And, um, again, these teams have been struggling uh, and... I just uh, don't see anyone uh, coming away with a win here. So, again, so taking the draw at plus 234.
2: If you had a lane, where would it be? Or do you like an over if and under? Ha- you see a lot of goals in this one?
3: Um, sorry, I don't play many totals in any sport, really. Uh, but, no, uh don't see many goals here. And... Yeah, as I said, if I could pick them both to lose, I would, but that's not happening. I see the draw here. I don't think anyone's coming away with the win. So, yeah, just give me a draw, low-scoring draw.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can bet on both teams to lose. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, All right, next up we've got Burnley and Bournemouth. Uh, Burnley uh, slight dogs in this one at plus 119. Uh, Who do you like?
3: This one definitely like a side here. Uh, Burnley's been the much better team, much better form. Uh, They have great history against Burnmouth too, and uh, we're getting a little plus 119 on the money line. So definitely going Burnley here. No draw this time.
2: (laughs) All right. Next up, we've got Sheffield United and Brighton. Who do we like in this match?
3: Again, uh, Sheffield's having a much better season. They've been a the much better team. Again, they are in much better form with three of their last five. Brighton's winless in their last five. So uh, I have to go with Sheffield here at about even minus money 101. So, yeah, definitely love Sheffield in this spot.
2: Uh, for people who don't bet on soccer very often, uh, what are some tips you have for maybe rookie bettors when it comes to soccer?
3: uh start watching it and then uh, obviously <laughs> you get a feel for it and um well obviously you can look at the stats and go by those two but i'd rather i uh, give it uh you know give teams a good look and see what i like obviously you got to keep up with the injuries which uh mm-hmm. we'll talk about real quick in the next matchup and uh right now we got to be careful because some of these uh better teams are also playing in the european championships so they'll be Resting some players for these Premier League games, uh, or at least taking them out early, not playing the full game, however they go about it. You're not gonna get you know, maybe a full effort every time. So you gotta be careful with these big favorites right now. And uh yeah, just uh watch it. So it's a pretty fun, entertaining league. Uh, a lot of teams have been consistent. Looks like Liverpool's gonna go I think Liverpool's always a good bet, but as I said, uh I see the minus two and a half in their next game, and I kind of want to stay away from that line because of the fact that they'll be probably focused on their uh, making up for that loss they took in the first leg of the Champions League. So yeah, I'm, really, I'm pretty sure they'll be focused on that game rather than next up uh, Premier League game, which since they already have the Premier League pretty wrapped up at this point.
2: Right, uh, let's move on to our last game, Arsenal. Uh, Everton, uh, do you have a side? Do you have a lean? What do you like?
3: I see actually another close one here. Um, and um, Arsenal has four draws in the last five games. They did get uh, Obama Yang back, so uh, that obviously, uh, they finally got a big uh, four 0 win against uh, Newcastle to break their little draw streak there. But they're in for a tougher challenge this time around against a much, I mean, yeah, Everton's obviously much better than Newcastle. And, um, again, I see a lot of value on the draw here. Uh, I think they'll be more prepared for what Arsenal can do offensively this time around. And, they'll uh, obviously, they're uh, better equipped to, uh, to defend it. So uh, I'm taking the draw at plus 245 here again.
2: It seems like you can get really good value on the draw. And as you just mentioned, Arsenal has hit four draws uh, as of late. Uh, if you just played draws in soccer, can you make a lot of money? As someone who does not bet well, soccer a lot, and I took, I'm going to brag on you for a little bit. I didn't even know who you were, but I took uh, two of your draws. I think it was two weeks ago, maybe, and two of them hit. And it's plus money, so it's great value. Uh, blindly. Is it taking the draw? Is it a good play in some of these games?
3: Uh, I mean, if you got to look at the situation and the matchups, obviously I wouldn't just go blind bet the whole board at draws, but uh, you got two pretty evenly (laughs) matched teams. It's usually a lot of value there. And uh, obviously unless one team is really playing for a lot more than the other team or, yeah, I think usually when you get two evenly matched, Match team especially in a regular season like this, where it's not like a playoff, uh, where it's not knockouts, like playoffs or anything like that, um, you're going to see a lot of draws during a regular season. So, yeah, a lot of value there and just look for the right matchups and the right spots. And, yeah, there's definitely a lot of value there.
2: Um, Arsenal has the most draws in the Premier League, Nick is telling me through my my headset. <laughs> I'm not going to hack on do that. Uh, but there Nick is a four, of information.
3: Yeah, that, that, as I said, they were uh, they were on a four uh, four game draw streak before finally uh, getting Alabama Yang back, and uh, obviously he made a huge impact, and they finally got a big win. So, yeah, uh, but I think again, so this next matchup, I liked Arsenal last week, but uh, but I think in this matchup, Everton manages to keep it a bit closer.
2: The reason I asked you for your tips for rookie betters is because. Uh, When it comes to betting and sports betting, some of these handicappers don't watch any of the games. Uh, They go by numbers alone. Uh, How do you lean when it comes to your picks? Do you go more on gut reaction uh, and what you think when you watch these teams, or do you go by the numbers?
3: It uh, depends, really. I usually I like to use a little bit of everything. The games I like the most, usually, yeah, you can look at it and say it's a great matchup, and that's usually your gut telling you, yeah, go bet that game. Obviously, I like to check the numbers, make sure, check the injuries, and uh, make sure there's nothing, uh, nothing to worry about there. And uh, yeah, so as I said, yeah, my bigger bets usually is uh, you, I, they just jump out off the like board, like pretty. Easy. And, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. so other games need a little more research. But, again, I usually like to to go with the games that jump out at me and then are backed up with some good numbers. And that stuff is usually my best place. And All I right. We've got to
2: wrap it up. Uh, thanks for our soccer talk. Uh, that's Al Ninos. We're back after the break with college basketball. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We're really easy to find on all of your favorite social media platforms. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're usually the first thing that pops up. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter. Add Chelsea Messenger is my handle. And I do apologize if you can hear my baby in the background. Uh, Obviously, Dad's not as good at soothing her. As me, but he's doing his best. <laughs> All right, let's get to some college hoops because we're right in the thick of college basketball season. We've got Chip Cherum joining us to talk a little college hoops. How you doing, Chip?
4: Fine. How are you, Chelsea?
2: Doing good. I actually uh, went five for five the other night. Uh, I think it was on Tuesday on college wow. basketball plays. Would have been uh, six for six if Purdue didn't push. But that's better than a loss, I suppose.
4: No, no kidding. Five of selections of as a heavy card in the day, and to win them all is really uh, a great feat. I mean, really, five five for five can't do any better than that.
2: I know. I don't expect to. <laughs> so, so maybe you can maybe you can top it. Uh, we've got some great go- games going down to the wire in college basketball. Of course, the yep. tournament is right around the corner, so a lot of these teams are playing for their seeds in the tournament. And let's start with the big one, Kansas Baylor. Baylor is minus one in this one. Uh, Total is around 127. It's a big matchup in the Big 12. Also a big matchup to decide the number one seeds in the upcoming NCAA tournament. Uh, It's a bit of a revenge game for Kansas. They lost the last one against Baylor. Uh, Baylor, top team in the nation right now. But minus one. What do you got on that line?
4: Well, I think it's very shallow for the number one team in the nation at home. Uh, 23 straight wins, 24 and one on the season, and a spectacular 17 and eight against the point spread for the year. That's 72% on that. You know, Chelsea, we talked about this being a big game, and it truly is um, among, say, the Giants of this year's NCAA field. It is we might say for the Big 12 title during the regular season. But then again, these two may meet again in the Big 12 playoffs. And we're considering this game possibly as a springboard to a number one seeding. We're thinking of this game as a step toward um, their, their title in the Big 12, of course. You know, the first time they played, this Baylor team dominated Kansas. They really did. And, and Kansas, of course, um, reacted poorly the next time out against Kansas State. They lost their center was suspended. They lost their top scoring guard was um, Dyson who was suspended. They're both back for this game right now. And Kansas has been on a streak. They've won 11 in a row. Uh, they're nine and two on the road. You know, Kansas, the Jayhawks Chelsea have the number one defensive efficiency in the conference. Baylor is number three, but Kansas does put the two best players in the conference on the, on the court at the same time. Um, I think that, that, the odds makers are telling you that the Baylor, who's been so great all year, coming up only a one point favorite at home, uh I think they're in for a battle. And and I think they, they believe the momentum right now is probably with the Jayhawks.
2: Right. And one thing that jumps out to me is in college basketball, a lot of times it's about matchups. And these teams, uh Baylor doesn't have a, a player in their starting lineup that's over six nine. And, of course, Azubuki from Kansas, uh, one of the best true centers in the nation. So if they can feed him the ball down low and really take advantage of some points in the paint, I think they can feed well, down the
4: road. I, I think the Bears will try and counter that with their three great shooting guards who are very three-point conscious and three-point minded. So um, giving up the two points underneath, um, two trips down can be negated by making two free throws I mean two three-point shots so um that's Baylor style I mean they're a well-balanced team and all-around play and I think Kansas and the Jayhawks are more traditional we have the seven-foot center and the outstanding guard play and it should be a great matchup to start the day it's the first game of the day starts at noon eastern and we'll be up at 9 a.m to watch it out here that's for sure
2: I'm definitely not a fan of the early start times. Uh, So who do you like in this one? Just to, just to recap. I'll
4: I'll take care. I'll take a shot with Kansas. It's early in the day. I have time to recover. I mean, Baylor's beaten me up almost all season. Uh, uh, Trying to fade that team has been uh, absolutely ridiculous. But uh, I think the line here is an indicator. I really do. and I'm going to give Kansas at least a free play, if nothing else.
2: And Kansas is coming off uh, that game where they covered an enormous 15 and a half point spread against Iowa state. That was one of my winners. Uh, thanks Sean Higgs, for that one. Uh, moving on to Marquette and Providence Marquette minus one in this one on the road at Providence. Uh, the total sits around one forty-three. Marquette, 17 and eight, seven and six in conference uh, Providence, 15 and 12, but they've won three of their last seven against ranked opponents. Who do you like in this one?
4: Well, not only that, they they're coming off um two straight wins, one against Seton Hall, one against Georgetown. Um, you know, they beat this Marquette team earlier in the year, Chelsea, 81-80 um at the Warriors, and they've gone they've won four of their last five meetings on the road as underdogs, but Marquette has lost two in a row. They lost a 72-71 game at Blanova and came home, and I, I guess they were still smarting from that game against the Wildcats. They lose to Creighton. And I think they're a much better squad. I think they're much better than than, um, Providence. Though Providence has shown that they can come up and bite you. They can play pretty tough and come up with some big wins. And um, I just don't think that they're ready for it here. I think uh, Marquette is going to be in tune, lined up after two straight losses. I look for uh, Marquette as the favorite to go into Providence and uh, get the money here.
2: All right, next up, let's go North Carolina and Louisville. Uh, the number 11 Cardinals are 14, paint, uh, 14 point favorites in this one. Uh, and probably because North Carolina has had an issue with closing out games. Uh, you know that line, coffee is for closers? Well, North right. Carolina does not get any coffee because they're on a six game losing streak. Uh, four of those losses by one possession, three of them by buzzer beaters, and two times they've blown a 10 point lead. So, Carolina. Uh, it's gotta be heartbreaking for Carolina fans, uh, to watch them lose those games. I will say Carolina did cover in their last game against Notre Dame, despite losing, uh, who do we like in this one?
4: Well, you know, Carolina's lost six straight 10 and 16 on the year. I mean, really unfathomable, but. You know, it's, they're three and 12 in ACC play to me, which is mind boggling, uh, the thing about this Carolina team, they've lost these last six games. I don't know if you mentioned exactly by 12 total points. The last, you know, they have Anthony Edwards back and, um, they have some talent. They've just been injured all, all along. This is a huge number for, um, for Louisville to cover. And, um, they're 16-1 at home. I think that's part of the reason. And, you know, Patino will be gone, but the Cardinals haven't lost much. Uh, this Carolina team, I think they're fighting and scrapping. And each time they come to – we had them as as a release as our top play against um, Notre Dame the other night. We were getting four and a half. They got a fifth lead with 10 minutes to go. And like you said, coffee is for closers, Chelsea. They lo- they blow that 15-point lead in the last 10 minutes. They did get the money, losing by one. But this has been the story with them all along. They just haven't been able to get it done. But I think they have enough to keep it close against Louisville here. I'd, I'd, I'd want to play the Tar Heels before I would lay this kind of number. Though, how can you have any confidence in the kind of season that North Carolina's had so far?
2: Right. But they don't have to win. They just have to cover. That's what we're looking <laughs> Yeah, at.
4: right. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely uh, right about go, that.
2: Let's go to the SEC next. Uh, Florida, Kentucky. Kentucky is... Uh four point favorites in this one total is one thirty-eight. Uh this is a big matchup when it comes to the SEC. Uh the Wildcats are sitting atop the SEC and they're hoping for a good seeding in the NCAA tournament. Florida is a bubble team uh at seventeen and nine. Kentucky's twenty one and five. Who do we like in this matchup?
4: Well, you know, I I I think Florida uh, is better than a bubble team, honestly. They'll say 17 wins in the SEC already. Um, But you know what? You're you're so right. With so many um, picks which are mandatory from all of these small conferences, and so many of these big teams do get squeezed out, and and if Florida doesn't finish strong, you may be absolutely right. They may be off the bubble, and their bubble may have burst. But they they are 0-5, and the last five after a win – This is one of the teams that's been the most inconsistent for me to play with and against. I'm talking about the Florida Gators. Um, I just had in my entire handicapping career. And it's been one team that's always seemed to to stick a thorn in my side of one way or another. Kentucky, 15 and two straight up at home. Kentucky's won their last five, Florida the last three. I'm just concerned, Chelsea, why this number is so short. With Kentucky having won nine of the last 10 overall, they're off the LSU win at LSU. And four points seems kind of shallow to me against this Florida team, which is only 11 and 15 against the points. Um, my my gut feeling when I first saw it was that, whoa, uh, maybe I'll lay Kentucky just because I just have so much venom with the Gators. But uh, I'd rather see myself, of course, take the Gators here and get swamped by the Wildcats. So I'm going to take Florida plus the points over Kentucky.
2: Something I've noticed about Kentucky, uh, the metrics aren't especially kind to them. They might be a little better than some of their numbers indicate. Uh, They're coming off a big win uh, against LSU, 79-76. I believe that was on the road. So, I mean, they're trending in the right direction come tournament time. Uh, But I think you're right, playing the number. Why would they only be four-point favorites? What does Vegas know that we do not?
4: You know, that's my concern always. You know, that's one of the first. I'm very skeptical about this, and a cynic when it comes to these lines. And uh, we know that Kentucky is that much better. And um, like you said, I mean, your impression is that Florida is a bubble team, and they very well may be mm-hmm. if they get beat here and don't do well down the down the stretch, even though they're coming from a, a really tough uh, conference you know, they just may not make it. So I think it's a big game for them. And maybe the odds makers see it the same way that it's more important to um, Florida than it is to the Wildcats.
2: All right. That wraps up our college basketball talk. Thanks, Chip, for joining us. We're back after the break on picks and parlays with NBA Rapid Fire after the break. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to find us on any of those social media platforms, just search Picks and Parlays. Really easy to find. Uh, You can search me on social media, on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. If you have one of those dollar parlays that you think is going to hit, those are my favorite. (laughs) They're like scratch-offs. Uh, cause they probably won't hit, but you know, what, you can try, uh, right now we've got a ton of games to get to when it comes to the NBA. We've got Craig Trapp and Tony T both joining us to talk a little NBA second half action. Guys, are you there? Can you hear me? Or yeah, there they are.
1: All <laughs> right. So things going well, looking forward to, this, to the second half of the NBA season here and uh, hopefully not too many tanking teams making our life a little easier
2: right uh let's start with the Pacers and the Knicks the Knicks are not a team that I mean they're not tanking but they're not doing <laughs> I don't think they're doing it on purpose they're 17 and 38 on the year uh Pacers are minus six in this one total is 211 and a half the Pacers are 32 and 23 uh number three in the NBA in field goal percentage a good shooting team uh let's start with Craig who do you like in Pacers Knicks what is your side
0: well, yeah, like you said, you, you, it looks like the Knicks are tanking, but they're really trying, uh, you know, 8-19 at home. I mean, the Mecca is not the Mecca as it used to be, uh, you know, in New York, but the Indiana team hasn't quite been the same. I thought when they got Oladipo back, this team was going to make a push and be top three or four team in the East. Hasn't quite happened, and but I, I'm going to be back on them here tonight. I'm going to give them another chance here. Indiana Pacers, I see it at five and a half or six either way. I just think this Knicks team – just continues to find ways to lose and lose ugly sometimes. So let's take the Indiana Pacers rested after the all-star break here.
2: I will say the Knicks did win uh, the last meeting at 92-85 on the road as 11-point dogs. uh, Significant enough to uh, warrant taking the Knicks in this one, Tony T.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look at a total here. And of course, with Olodipo back and some rest here, I'm going to look at it for an over here, over 211.5. You've got to be very careful with totals coming in after the All-Star breaks. When you look at the, at the lines, a little bit more shaded to the under than over in, in, in a lot of the games that you see lined here coming back from the All-Star break. But I, I think it's a, a low total. I'm going to go over 211.5. One thing to note here: the Pacers have played over in eight of their past 10. As they hit the break, they are shooting the ball a little better on the road here at 48%, 39% from three. Of course, Oladipo back, a little bit of time to get chemistry back with his players. But one thing we've seen with New York has been improvement on the offensive side of the court since the coaching change. They hit the break, shooting the ball well. But one thing to note here with the Knicks, they, they do not play defense very well. Of course, they're looking for a little bit more offense in New York, and they're suffering on the defensive end. For that reason, I'm going over to 11.5. All
2: right, next up, we've got the Nuggets. We've got the Thunder, and the Thunder are actually... Uh, one of the better teams against the spread in the NBA this season, uh, 36 and 19 against the spread, uh, 33 and 22 overall. The Nuggets are 38 and 17, 27, 25 and 3 against the number. Of the Thunder are favored minus one at home in this one. Total sits at 215. Craig, who do you like?
0: Yeah, this Denver team—they have all the talent in the world. I really think they are the the team that both the Lakers and the Clippers worry about in the West. I guess maybe the Jazz as well. But I think Denver, um, you know, last year they had the record, but they didn't have the experience. Now they have that experience. They're getting healthier. I like Denver, a rested Denver team, to beat a hot Oklahoma City team that coming into the year, if you'd have told me they were 11 games over 500 at the break, I'd have been like, no way. no, not. I wouldn't even think they have been 500. So uh, to me, they've had a great season. But I think Denver, a rested Denver team, goes in and gets a, uh, a win, one-point underdog here will take the Denver Nuggets.
2: All right, Tony, who do you like?
1: Yeah, I'm on that ship, too, with, with uh, Craig. As a matter of fact, Alex Smart in the podcast was strong, too, on Denver. I like Denver here, plus the point here. You know, they've won four straight against the Thunder. Uh, they're a good road team, uh, winning 17 of 27. They shot the ball well there. But one thing to note with the Thunder, I prefer them as a road underdog. Uh, at home, they, they've had struggles in their step-up games at home. With straight up losses to the Spurs, Celtics, Mavericks, Heat, and Raptors over their past five weeks. So, for that reason, I'm going to take Denver plus the one.
2: Next up, we've got the Celtics visiting the Timberwolves. Celtics are minus six and a half in this one. Total is 229. Uh, Celtics 38 and 16 on the year, 15, 10 and 1 against the spread away. Uh, Timberwolves are just 620 and 1 against the number at home. Uh, Craig, who are you leaning towards? Or what yeah. are you leaning
0: towards? Yeah, yeah, you did say that right, too. Let's just say that again. six twenty and one against the spread at home. I mean, it's pitiful. Even bad teams usually are about 500 against the spread at home. But it's almost too easy here. So that's why I'm going with the total here. I do think the Celtics win and win easy. But, you know, I just think maybe Russell finally, you know, had some time to uh, to practice with Minnesota. I think he might make a difference here. I think the better play is the over Over 229, uh, this Boston team with Tatum, Brown, and Walker, when those three are playing, they can really light it up. And uh, Minnesota's terrible on defense. Russell's definitely not going to help them on defense. We know how bad he is on defense. So let's take the over 229 as uh, Minnesota uh, gives up another 130 spot uh, in this one is my prediction.
2: Right, Jason Tatum's having an incredible season. He's uh, been one of those stories up there. Uh, Really fun to watch as well. I know in one of those games he had an incredible dunk and then followed it up by a long three. So he's fun to watch, uh, just to add to that. Uh, Tony T, you like the Celtics, you like the Timberwolves, or do you like the total?
1: Yeah, I like to go with the Celtics. Whenever they face bad defensive teams, I like to take the Celtics and lay the points here. I'm going to do that here with Boston. Big hole in the middle for Minnesota. Looks like Carl Anthony Towns is dealing with a wrist injury. So he, that's a big loss there for Minnesota defensively. They're a bad defense. They're going to be even worse here in this spot. And you, you mentioned a really bad run by Minnesota. But look at their, their current run. They've lost 14 of their past 15. Fell into cover 13 of those games. And defensively, just been terrible. Looking at their past five games in the break, allowing 51% shooting, 44% from three. Celtics have covered four straight against the Timberwolves. no surprise. Minnesota has been a bad defensive team f- for the past several years, and the Celtics have been able to cover numbers against them. Go ahead and lay the points with Boston.
2: Next up, we've got San Antonio and the Jazz. The Jazz are minus seven in this one. Total is 221 and a half. Spurs are 23 and 31 on the year, but they do have a winning record on the road against the spread at 14, 13 and one. So barely, but it is a winning record against the spread uh Daz, 36 and 18, uh one of the better teams in the West, uh 27, 25, and two against the spread, and they rank first in the league in three point percentage. A good shooting team. Uh starting with Craig again, what's the play on this one?
0: Well, it it's unbelievable. If you you know, Spurs, Popovich, you know, you can almost count them in the playoffs every year team has been really up and down but i do think the extra rest they they have a veteran squad so anytime they get that extra rest i think uh coach popovich will have something for the jazz here i I like them getting seven points i think they do just enough to, to uh you know give utah a little scare before just losing uh and covering for us uh but this utah team well, like I said earlier, one of the better teams, one of the, the, the two threats I think for both the LA teams is the Jazz and the Nuggets. And I think the Jazz win, but don't cover here as uh Coach Popovich pulls up some magic here.
2: Uh last meeting the Spurs did win that one. Uh as five and a half point underdogs. Uh that what it was at San Antonio, so it was at home. This one's on the road. Uh Tony, who do you like?
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that scenario with the Spurs uh Uh, covering and losing the game but I'm going to go to the over in this game over 221 and a half got to be careful with totals but here look at the Spurs I just can't I got to continue to go over with them on the road on this rodeo road trip they've gone over in five of six they have played to over in eight in 18 of 27 away from home because they defend poorly on the road allowing 48% shooting nearly 40% from the three-point line is they all start breaking and changes no it's not (laughs) the Spurs are a terrible road defensive team They do shoot the ball well away from home. And, of course, you look at the Jazz home splits, a 48% shooting team at home. And, of course, Utah, they've gone over in 6 of 7 against teams uh, that uh, win fewer than 40% of their road games. So against bad teams on the road, Utah's been able to put up points. And head-to-head, the overs come in 6 of 7. It trends over, go over in this game.
2: Next up on the card, we've got the New Orleans Pelicans uh, at the Trailblazers. The Pelicans are minus 4 in this one on the road. Total sits at 235 and a half. Zion Williamson is back and in full fashion. He is averaging 28 points a game despite only playing 28 minutes a game. Uh, so he is hes not challenging John Rant for the rookie of the year uh, just because he's been hurt so much. But he's really fun to watch and he's scoring a lot of points. Meanwhile, the Trailblazers will be without Damian Lillard. He's out with a groin injury. Uh, Probably why the number is in favor of the Pelicans on this one, Craig. Who do you like?
0: Well, you got to be careful with uh, coming off the break because, of course, you know you get teams like Portland that, you know, yes, they're they're like a mash unit. I mean, they're missing seems like everybody, but they have one guy, and that's C.J. McCollum. Guy doesn't get to shoot it nearly as much because Damian Lillard's the top three point guard in the league. But when he's played without Lillard in the past, he's had some really big games. Against a New Orleans team that doesn't play a whole lot of defense. That's just not their calling card. They love to score a lot of points. I think getting four points at home is just too much. I think this is going to be a shootout. I also like the over in this one. Let's take Portland plus the four. Sprinkle a little of the over as well, as this
1: one's a really fun game to watch, I think.
2: All right, Tony. What's your play?
1: Yeah, I'm going to kind of butt heads here with Craig, although I, I, would, I, would, I would rather lay the Pelicans in this spot only because they're a fast team, a fast paced, high scoring team. And I think that will get to Portland trying to keep up with the scoring of this Pelicans team. You know, yeah, McCollum can go for 50, but when you're putting up 130 points, I don't know if that 50 is going to have much impact at the end of the game here. Of course, we've talked about here uh, with, with Lillard out until March. And, you know, that's four impact players here for Portland out. Don't forget, these teams just met, and and the Pelicans crushed the Trailblazers at home by 21 points a shot. 53% pulled down, 10 more rebounds. And I I, I just see this game, um, you know, I just see the Pelicans are continuing to dominate this Trailblazers team. I'll go ahead and lay the points with New Orleans.
2: And finally, we've got the Lakers and the Grizzlies. The Lakers are the home team in this one. They're favored by 11. Total uh, is 232.5. Craig, you're on. Who do you like?
0: Uh, the big question here, of course, the Grizzlies uh, playing back-to-back nights to open up the uh, season, you know, but I just or the second half after the All-Star break here, you know, I just think young teams, that doesn't bother them a whole lot. And you're getting up for LeBron, Anthony Davis, and playing, uh, you know, home of, uh, of course, uh, you know, the everybody seems like favorite player, right, uh, for this generation of, the, of these guys is uh, Kobe Bryant. I think Morant and uh, company will come and play big tonight. I think you take the 11 here um, in what will be an exciting game. And this Grizzlies team, if you haven't watched them, this will be a fun time to do so because they will get up and down and make an aging Lakers team, I think, uh, really sweat uh, to just win.
2: All right, Tony, who do you like?
1: Yeah, I'm with Craig here. I like the Grizzlies plus the points. Uh, Of course, I think the back-to-back helps Memphis because they get at least a game under the belt here, where the Lakers eight days off. That's a lot of time off. And you look at the Memphis Grizzlies in back-to-backs; they've covered five and seven. They've averaged 120 points a game, and of course, um, you know the Lakers return the court here, uh, but they're going to face a fast-tempo Memphis team with a game under their belt. There could be some rest, but you know. One thing I note here, Justin, I might, I might like the first half better here. I see the first half line with Memphis plus six and a half. I would like that better than taking the 11 overall, but I like Memphis here. And if you can get get down on a first half side, I'll take Memphis plus six and a half because they will be the team that has game under their belt.
2: All right, good stuff from both of you guys. That's our NBA Rapid Fire segment on Picks and Parlays. Next up, we're recapping all of today's picks. In case you weren't listening or paying attention or if you're just now joining us don't worry we've got you covered when we get back from the break on picks and parlays welcome back to picks and parlays on the sports byline broadcast network and also streaming on facebook twitter and youtube if you want to search us that way we're really easy to find if you search picks and parlays usually the first thing that pops up i am your host Chelsea messenger You can find me on Twitter every day at Chelsea Messenger. It's my handle. Uh, We had a great show full of soccer and basketball because it's that time of year. Uh, And right now we're going to recap all of today's picks. We got you covered. If you want to write them down, if you have a pen, if you want to screenshot this, get ready. It's coming your way right now. Uh, Al Ninos gave us some Premier League picks. He likes the draw in Chelsea, Tottenham, Uh, Crystal Palace, Newcastle likes the draw in that one as well. Burnley, Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth, uh, excuse me. Burnley is who he likes in that one, plus 119. Sheffield United and Brighton taking Sheffield at minus uh, probably 100. Arsenal, Everton, he likes the draw in that one at plus 245. You can get a lot of value on some of those draw plays. Uh, Let's move on to college basketball, where Chip Tremas gave us some picks. Kansas Baylor, a huge matchup for college basketball. He likes Kansas getting a point on the road at Baylor. Marquette at Providence, taking Marquette minus one. UNC at Louisville, taking the Tar Heels plus 14. Florida at Kentucky, taking Florida at plus four. Moving on to our rapid fire NBA picks. Tony T gave us quite a few, hopefully, winners. Uh, Pacers at Knicks taking the over at 211.5. Nuggets at Thunder taking the Nuggets plus one uh celtics timberwolves take the celtics minus six and a half spurs jazz take the over at 221 and a half pelicans trailblazers taking the pelicans minus three grizzlies and lakers taking the grizz plus 11 craig trap also gave us some picks if you haven't had enough pacers Knicks taking the pacers minus six celtics timberwolves take the over pelicans trailblazers take the blazers at minus four that's all of today's picks wrapped up in a tight little box for you guys. Uh, we're back with more sports betting action every weekday on Picks and Parlays. Thanks for joining us. That's today's show. See ya.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.